0: And uh, joining us now for the final time in 2020, Minister for Pacific Peoples, the Honorable Alpito to Faisu William Sio. Malosoifu, Laofionga, Minister Alpito. Thank you for your time this morning, Minister.
1: Malosoifu, Brian, and to all your listeners. This is the last time for you and I.
0: Uh, oh, please! Uh, we need to go. Uh, can we focus on this first and, and worry about next year, next year? But yes, Minister, for the, for this year, okay. But always a blessing, and uh, as always, you know, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us this morning, Minister. Let's uh, you know look back at the year in review of twenty twenty, the year of COVID nineteen. Some of the highlights uh, for you.
1: Oh, I think. um how resilient our populations are, the use of our languages and how that became quite valuable in keeping everybody safe. Uh, The strong leadership coming through from our young people who are articulate, who are educated. The Generation 6Bs that I refer to, brown, beautiful, brainy, bilingual, bicultural and bold. That was just a way of trying to describe what I'm seeing, the diversity out there, but they really did step up this time around, uh, climate change, Black Lives Matter. And I think the Black Lives Matters was about them trying to identify with, with things that were happening around them, but weren't quite sure how to articulate that. And suddenly they were finding their voice of things uh, locally about education, the, uh, the discrimination and the racism they see around the systems that they're operating in. And in this generation, uh, they're not as tolerant as, as their the mums and dads and grandparents, you know, because this is their country. Um, so I think those are the highlights. I mean, you know, th- this year we secured unprecedented money for Pacific. Um, and, and I say unprecedented because it is true. We've never had huge amounts of money tag Pacific before. But considering the significant <clears throat> inequities and the significant unmet needs, it's, it's a you know, it's a drop in the bucket <laughs> um, but I think overall if I summed it up it was just how resilient our communities were coming together keeping everybody safe, following the instructions um, you know, there were people that didn't necessarily abide by everything but they were the few <laughs> whilst the majority of us Um, stayed our course, kept people safe, um, supported our elderly, supported families with um, single-parent families, and I'm quite proud of that.
0: Mm, Not to mention, of course, (laughs) the most diverse uh, cabinet and uh, parliamentary history as well, which is, you know, I'd say definitely a great highlight.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's, yeah, and I, um, I mean, that was, that was significant. I mean, even now I'm still feeling quite proud uh, hearing um, their um, maiden speeches because they were all coming from different backgrounds, but there were very similarity stories about the challenges. But you also heard coming through those stories that, that, that aspect of, uh, of bicultural, behold, bi- <laughs> you know, all of the 6Bs coming through, all of that. Um, first time ever that we've had um, the number of MPs. We've got 11 MPs of Pacific Heritage, and 10 of those happen to be with the Labour Party. And I'm, I'm proud of that because it's something that I've always worked hard with in the Labour Party to just make sure that we're getting uh, the next crop coming through all the time. Um, and we had our other ceremony, first time ever, with MPs. Not the first other ceremony, but the first other ceremony where we're welcoming myself, Carmel, and Porto and Chris feel like the the granddads and the grandmas of Parliament, welcoming the next generation of Pacific MPs. And and that's quite a significant thing. And and I think the other highlight was, you know, in the, in the last fact that we had... Um, in this in this uh, government now not only do you have pacific peoples who are ministers but pacific MPs who are holding a number of roles and responsibilities right across the house in the whips office um, in select committees and caucus committees um, in the speaker's office as well as um, as ministers mm-hmm. so um, I think it's something I'm certainly proud of, and I know as I get out and about, our communities are, are proud of because it reflects what we've all wanted to see for such a long, long time.
0: Yes, and uh, <clears> if <throat> Greens MP Tiarnon Chu, you know, you know, doesn't make it as an MP. He can always uh, make it as a stand-up comedian. Uh, listening to <laughs> <laughs> listening to his maiden speech. Oh my gosh, had me in fits of laughter. Oh
1: yeah, and 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 his speech also captured. You know, just the the um, just the very diverse nature of our communities. You know, Māori, um, Palmerston North, South Auckland, all of that. And but I love the fact that he was able to convey a lot of some of the serious messages in a in a in a, a very funny way, where we could all, and those who are who may be uncomfortable <laughs> with some of those truths, could receive it and, and laugh about it. And that's something uniquely ours.
0: I was going to talk about uh, challenges, but we all know the, the biggest challenge this year. So let's focus on something positive in terms of opportunities moving forward for 2021 for our Pasifika diaspora across Aotearoa, uh, Minister.
1: I think uh, the challenges um, are also where the opportunities are. And, you know, um, and so we've identified through COVID-19 these significant unmet needs, um, the significant inequities. And so it's not just our communities that know about those challenges, but all of New Zealand, the evidence (laughs) um, is undeniable. And so I think you listen to mainstream media now they're starting to talk about the things that we've always known about, but it, it was sort of felt, oh, that's those people. <laughs> and so what that provided was an opportunity for the rest of New Zealand to have a conversation about it because it's not just a South Auckland challenge, unemployment, housing overcrowdedness, you know, it's a New Zealand challenge. when people, When young people fail at school or don't have positive pathways, it's not South Auckland. It's about New Zealand and the future of New Zealand. So I think that's, that's really where things are at at the moment. Um, and the fact that our young people experience some bad stuff, you know, what they're seeing at the school system, and they, they were given the opportunity to find their voice. And, and I, I was always quite nervous when they start picking things from America because that's not our history but our history is firmly a Pacific history. And so I think slowly the young people are starting to find that voice and and are speaking up about it. And I think we need to support that voice constantly. Um, The opportunities are that we we were able to um, get the churches, our providers to really step up. If it weren't for our providers acting quickly And making the necessary sacrifices and responding immediately to the second resurgence um, and gave time for the system to catch up with it. You know, I I thought we need to highlight that. And and so going forward, our providers, our church leaders stepped up, our community leaders stepped up, and we need them to continue um, that kind of good, strong um, leadership going forward, because we need we've got challenges with the economic recovery. Um, The past pattern has always been that Pacific peoples get hit the first and hardest and and are always the slowest to recover. I don't want us to repeat that pattern here. And I think there's sufficient voice out there, sufficient leadership, that I'm optimistic that we can recover quite quickly on that. Um, We've, you know, after a year of going through lockdowns, We've survived, <laughs> um, sadly. You know, we did lose 25 people along the way. But compared with the rest of the world, I think we need to be grateful and count our blessings. And But next year, we've got to make sure that we secure a safe vaccine. And then we've got to distribute it to the frontline uh, vulnerable and the rest of the population. And I think the challenge will be that we need everybody to take that vaccine. Um, you know, and we need to knock on the head any anti-vaxxers that come a, come along. Um, the other challenge is we are purchasing vaccine for the Pacific nation and our priority as a, as a Polynesian nation is the Polynesian health corridor, but we will work with Australia to make sure Fiji, Melanesian, all mm-hmm. of those countries have access to it. I know America has already distributing um, vaccine to American Samoa and some of their territories. Um, France will obviously take care of their territories. But that also means that we've got to support the Pacific, making sure that it gets distributed. Because until that vaccine is fully distributed and everybody's participating in that, um, I think it'll be really, really hard to travel and move within borders. Um, But kudos also to our... Our communities, because I think um, the fact that we've learned to be resilient and we've learned to accommodate um, with COVID-19, you know, like we experienced. One, um, my grand, my kids' grandpa, grandpa, grandma, sorry, uh, passed away, and and she was buried in Samoa yesterday. And so, you know, as much as we wanted to be with her, we couldn't do that. Um, and I think our families are learning that sometimes you can't be there in person and technology has proven come to the fore and how valuable technology is. And, and I think we've learned to adapt ourselves to the circumstances and hopefully some of those um, good things we can hold on to for the future. And, but technology is something that has come to the fore zooming a lot of our work now has been on zoom particularly with the uh, the leaders of the pacific island nations around the country and and so i think there lies an opportunity for us i keep saying that we should really own the digital economy but i believe that and that's something that we need to encourage and support our young people into
0: final message uh, for our uh, pacific community this morning please minister I've
1: always, I've been saying um, to our Samoan community, and what that means is we we need to be confident um, and are confident in our movements, but we've also got to be alert. Um se is, is a young man that spent all of his life staying on land because his half-brother um, was the jealous half-brother who stayed on sea and was always looking to kill him. So that story is about, yep, we should move about with freedom and with confidence, but we also need to be alert. And that means that we've got to be aware if you're sick, stay home, uh, wash our hands regularly, uh, stay within the confines of our bubbles, be kind and compassionate to the frontline workers because they're putting themselves at risk so that we can (laughs) enjoy Christmas. Um, and don't hug people that you shouldn't be hugging. <laughs> hug your own partner. Okay. <laughs> hug your own boyfriend or girlfriend.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that's a memorable one to finish off our our time this year. But uh, with that, uh, a very big thank you, uh, the Minister for Pacific Peoples, the Honourable Aupito uh, Toi Faisal William seal Thank you for your time over the year and uh, look forward to your company next year, uh, Minister. A very Merry Christmas uh, to you, Jean, and the kids and uh, God bless you, Wea. Thank you.
1: Merry Christmas to you, Maa, and, um, and to all your team at PMN. Thank you for all the work. Merry Christmas to all your listeners. Have a very safe new year. See you next year. Fancy for it.